0: This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Hi there, it's Martin from the Accelerator team, and I'm here with Ross Tompkins from Alphagenics. Um, hi Ross, thanks for joining us first of all. Um, thanks Martin. So you've got a healthcare background, but we're not here to talk about healthcare, we here to talk about acquisitions and adventures on the acquisition trail. Absolutely. Do you want to just give us a little brief intro to who you are, what you do, and then, you know, how we ought to.
1: i go from there, yeah. So um, my is Ross, <coughs> as you know, I'm a physiotherapist by background. Um, due to some changes within our business several years ago we found ourselves in the m&a world and the world of acquisition and over the last three years we've acquired eight other businesses so far so
0: merger and acquisitions mergers and we, acquisitions we, we, we don't know who's listening we'll, we'll assume we'll assume basic level so and, and people i like think well why would a business why, why would someone like you buy a business and and i suppose is it worth kind of starting there well well why did you buy something rather than just grow, advertise? What what led you to think, well, I need to buy something? It was um, growth,
1: basically. You know, I've started companies before um, and it's hard work. It takes a long time. You've got to get your message out, build the community. Um, and actually acquisition we saw, that was a, a much faster route to growth.
0: So if you need to do a new service line, you need to be in a new location, and, and you're not getting there through the normal channels growth, is, 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 is that what led you there? You thought, well, we, we do this, we want to do this, or you want to just do more of the same thing? What, what was it?
1: So that's a really great <coughs> question, actually. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm well known for <laughs> Good questions. <laughs> so what, what happened with us was we, um, we were growing quite nicely. We were up to uh, 30 physios. This was which is long. already a good size. Yeah, we were we were doing okay. Um, we had contracts all over the UK. Um, this was back in 2017. And we lost our largest client, which accounted for around 70% of our work.
0: Wow, right. Now,
1: running up to that, of course, I knew as the owner, it wasn't sensible to have all of our eggs in one basket. But, of course, you're not going to say no when a client... When you're in it. It's, exactly. It's
0: hard to... Yeah, yeah, they
1: say, can you do more? Well, the obvious answer is yes.
0: Not... No, that's I'd, too I'd, much. I'd rather not thank you uh, because then where do you draw the line? Is is thirty percent too much? Exactly, and but also they, will they say, creeping up to seventy percent quite yeah. easy?
1: And will they say, well, if you can't do more, we'll just get someone else anyway? We need
0: one provider for the lot. Yeah,
1: exactly. So so that happened. They said <clears throat> we're paying you too much money, and we're going to do it ourselves. And of course, oh, so they in-house they in it. Um, which of course was a great business decision on their behalf, there was no hard feelings at all. That's not there,
0: it's nobody's fault,
1: it's good business. Yeah. Good, exactly, good yeah. business. So you know, we thank them for the opportunity, um, but that did leave this big void. And um, what that did to me is it made me think, I don't want to be in this situation again. So how do we diversify our, our position uh, and actually dilute the clients that we've got and acquisition? was the thing that came to, came to me in, in our sort of in our workings or strategy yeah, yeah so the idea was is rather than be solely reliant on occupational health clients which is where we were we would add in these different healthcare verticals that would kind of cross pollinate and work with one another
0: so just explain a
1: vertical for, for people who... so so we our verticals are separate limited companies that work in synergy or or in tandem with, with the
0: complementary type services but, but they're different enough to warrant being in their own place. Exactly, yeah. So
1: the first business we bought was another another physiotherapy business. So complementary in that they used similar um, similar professionals, yeah. but a different specialism. Occupational health, yeah. private physiotherapy. We then bought a medical supplies company so we could supply our own clinics with world-class products. Right. We then bought a domiciliary care company so we could help Uh, private individuals after sports injuries we could help working age people who are in occupational health and then we could help them after they retired so we kind of followed it through and
0: we could supply
1: them all with products
0: (coughs) that's good one thing that strikes me there is there's a lot of advice at the moment to kind of like micro niche if anything you did the opposite you you expanded your range Yeah. was that a con? like you obviously consciously did that did you think at any point, though, we should be doubling down on just the thing we're good at?
1: Um, no, <laughs> It's a simple answer. And there's really easy... I get asked this question all the time. Yeah. And I think it comes down to mindset because we get asked similar questions. You've diversified, you know, you've, you've gone quite broad. How do you do that? But in my mind, it's all just healthcare. So all of our businesses are designed to keep people healthy, happy and provide an amazing service, so it doesn't matter if we're selling a stethoscope to a doctor so they can take care of someone in hospital, or whether we're looking after someone in their own home, or whether we're um, providing um, hormone replacement therapy to keep a man at his absolute best, Um, his optimal self, it's all just about healthcare.
0: Yeah, And also by having them in separate entities or separate companies, separate structures, each one can still niche, can't it? Exactly. So your medical supplies isn't worried about finding sports injury patients. Quite right. So you've cleverly found a way to complement each other without taking away the focus of each of the businesses.
1: Yeah, they all operate underneath their own own brand, they all have their own teams in place, but there's this ability to cross-sell and the senior team work together in order to look for those synergies where they can actually uh, benefit one another
0: and and, and, and you've you've kind of said what your background was i presume you don't put your hands on people very often now i know it was about five years ago i think was the last time last last time you bent a leg around someone's neck or anything like that
1: i was doing about a day a week (coughs) at the time and i I thought i'm I'm always gonna treat people because that's what i do well this is why i'm here yeah Yeah, Yeah, exactly and i came home from work one day and my wife said um how was your day I said, I've not been the best physio I could be today. And she said, what do you mean? I said, oh, well, I had that, I had half a thought, you know, on the contract that we just offered and the SPA we were just about to sign. Um, and at that moment I thought, well, my patient probably didn't realise,
0: but I knew. and I knew So, that was the so you were to working on and in the business at the same time. Yeah, which exactly. Which of course is what most small business owners have to do that they're also worrying about the marketing campaign and did they get the accounts done and oh yeah I've got an HR thing to sort out and I've got a recruit and the signs fell off the front of the shop and yeah, and, yeah and exactly. it's quite hard when you realise that there are I mean we've got a we we, we did a, a webinar on this years ago but called the ten hats there are ten completely distinguishable things that all need to be done yeah so it's quite interesting you were self-aware enough to kind of go yeah no uh, yeah you you could have done better if you weren't also doing that. Exactly, yeah, wearing, wearing
1: those hats, as you say. And, and part of what led to acquisition, you mentioned self-awareness there, I've been really heavily sort of involved in the self-development side of things for a long time. So I realised years ago that I could be the best physio in the world, but unless I had a really good understanding of myself, uh, plus marketing and business, yeah. we would stagnate. So yeah. it was that self-development that kind of led to... Business growth which led to the thought that actually acquisition can work even for smaller companies, it's not yeah, just yeah, for the yeah. PLTs.
0: So so we, we, we'd kind of roughly broken this down into a couple of different sections then identifying the need, you've talked to us a little bit about how you realised that this was a good thing or, or the thing for you, how do you then go about finding the target then Ross because just because someone does a similar thing around the corner doesn't mean they're the right that, like, how take us through that process.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So there are lots of ways you can find a business. Um, so some of the ones that worked for us: um, Google. You know, um, who near me does what I do? Um, and just and ask literally them. ask
0: them. Yeah, yeah. and actually, because if they've had a bad day, they're more likely to say yes that day. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: And actually, there's loads of research to show that the average age to start thinking about retirement is fifty-seven. So we actually look for
0: businesses. Profile. Yeah. yeah. So, so LinkedIn would be great for that. LinkedIn Find works. anyone on LinkedIn with a business doing yours where they look like they're getting on. 100%, yeah. And yeah. actually. That doesn't sound sophisticated, but.
1: You can get you can drill down into it a bit more if you use Sales Navigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so you can. Geography target. and all kinds, can't you? Yeah, so that works really well. Um, you know, So 57 and up, that's a big tick. Uh, less than three shareholders.
0: You, good you, yeah, because they've got succession issues. Succession issues,
1: but also it's hard <coughs> enough sometimes getting two people to agree. Let Tire alone ten. T- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's impossible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we, we have we, trouble getting two kids to watch the same film. Never mind. Yeah. Hundred percent. So we we kind of look for these things.
1: So you can find that yeah on, on Google. LinkedIn's really good. There's a lot of business brokers out there. Yeah. That will you know sell businesses on behalf of people. So they're quite a good source of information. Um, Although our experience is, it's a little like buying a house. The estate agent will often tell you your house is worth more to get the deal.
0: So you'd rather buy direct from the homeowner without the agent if you can. If we can, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Although what we have found over the years is often we'll have conversations with business owners via a broker. Our advisors will then value it they say, oh my goodness, that's so different than what our broker said. Well, so, oh, this is what we've been advised. Yeah. A year later, they come back. They'll,
0: they'll hawk it around the market. We, yeah, we, we we had a client buying a, a local competitor. It's quite interesting because they, they, they called us unprofessional, said we'd insulted them in all kinds. And then a year later, they sold it for basically what we'd offered, right? which was really interesting. That's not Robson that's one of our clients. And I didn't take any pleasure from it, but I do, I do kind of think, well, it's a shame you'd been led down the wrong path because you could have got out when you wanted to that year earlier yeah. and you would have got the same money. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Without all that stress and headache. So that, so that <laughs> is definitely a way in which we look for other businesses. Um, but the mindset again if we keep going back to sort of mindset how it works we take a very long-term view like this conversation probably won't result in a
0: position yeah. now but we don't need to buy something tomorrow, tomorrow because right? the person you spoke to a year ago they're, they're getting sick of not selling. yeah you mentioned obviously what you do then you've talked about how you go out and find people do people come to you do you just put out there that we're looking Yep.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and LinkedIn there works really well. Um, so we get we get approached most weeks with businesses saying, "Can you help me grow? Can you help me exit?" Um, and one of the one of the things we also do is we help other business owners to acquire businesses as well. Yeah, which I'm quite passionate about, just empowering other business owners.
0: Because it, it, there's a whole load of things to to consider, isn't there? That y- you've got to understand all of the things that are going to happen, and it's not just we've signed the share transfer, signed the agreement, we own a business now. There's a whole load of issues, isn't there? Yeah. And it's probably worth moving on if that's okay then. So, and we, we might still be in kind of, a, still talking about the target a little bit here, but you know, the purchase, let's say that's the next thing. Let's say you found this, the, the perfect target, you have agreed the price, you've got the, the, the structure of the deal, the purchase then, you know, what, what happens next?
1: Um, so after you have the rough structure, you'll generally sign your heads of terms, which is that you know outline contract uh, where you're saying we agree to do X, Y, and Z. Typically, the, uh, they agree then to enter into three months exclusivity, so they won't agree to sell it to somebody else.
0: And you go into due diligence period. And that's where you're checking their books, making sure their insurances were well valid, no outstanding claims, hundred percent, yeah. type of thing. All well, critical, isn't it? It's critical.
1: Yeah, skeletons in the closet. Yeah. You know that that sort of thing. Um, and actually, are I, I was, there more skeletons in the medical world in closets? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's really funny um, because I checked You didn't find an actual skeleton, surely? No. A friend of mine bought a medical business, and he actually found um, the previous owner's dad's ashes. In a cupboard so it's very similar to a skeleton in the closet
0: well there was born <laughs> material in there I'm sure yeah wow' <laughs> kill okay. yeah so aside from yeah
1: the, <coughs> the uh, jokes about skeletons uh, you do obviously in that period have to do all your financial due diligence or the legal due diligence to make sure you're buying what you think you're buying and,
0: and, and again this is an area where we see people go oh we've agreed you know and it might be 20 grand it might be two million pounds doesn't matter that we've agreed this for the business, right? Okay, when you say agreed. What does that mean? Um, well, so uh, you know, like because there's a lot of different things you need to put in place here. It's not like a fixed price, and that's the end of it, is it?
1: No. So it's agreed in principle. <sighs> so you say, so, you know, if if everything is as we think it is, yeah. yeah, this is the price. However, if this happens, this happens, this happens, it can change. So a great example would be if you find, let's say you were buying it for twenty pounds. And all of a sudden, you found they owed the HMRC ten pounds.
0: Obviously, don't, your price, which is they going which to they hid, it wasn't on the balance sheet. You don't want to buy that, do you? You yeah. don't you don't want to buy a debt that's bigger than you thought. Yeah. Exactly. So that would then come
1: off your price. So this is all sort of negotiated during that heads of terms piece. Yeah. Um, before you then move to the share purchase or asset purchase, depending which on if, what which, you're doing.
0: Which again, I suppose that's worth talking about because as a seller. So, we, we, so I'm a tax advisor, we advise people on the sale of either what's called the trade and assets, or the company, or the partnership, or whatever it is, the goodwill, and the tax implications are quite different for the seller, but also it makes a difference to the buyer as well, doesn't it? Definitely. You might have a company where you know they've got some downstairs, You know, th- they might have three pr- shop fronts on a high street, got have you got know, flats above, you might not want the flats. so buying the company, you might, you'll get everything that's in there, but you might not want everything. Yeah. And that's part of that process as well, isn't it? Definitely, and as you say,
1: very different tax implications. So most owners will 100% want a share purchase so they can yeah. use the um, entrepreneur's tax relief. But They'll
0: want to sell the whole company, it, the shares with yeah. everything in it. Yeah. Exactly,
1: we most tax efficient for them um whereas we might want to do an asset purchase um, depending on what liabilities they have because
0: you only want certain bits yeah or they might have excess cash in the company that you don't want to buy just because it's there yeah yeah exactly i ag- it was explained <coughs> to me why really simply if you imagine
1: um a box which is the business um if you have a shoe box um the lid's on and you do a share purchase you buy everything including the contents of the box so the box the lid and everything inside exactly In the asset yeah. purchase you take the top off and you just take the bits out that
0: you want i think that i might use the cast can i use that <laughs> it is that, is it, is that, is that <laughs> right okay because also i think you can extend that analogy to the, the due diligence it looks like a box but is you know i mean you know i'm thinking only fools and horses here you know in that bag is there a video recorder or is there a couple of bricks yeah well until you take the lid off the box and look at it you don't know what's in there do you and you need to check him is right at the bottom of the box in every corner. Definitely. Yeah. So we've identified. We, we want to grow. We think if we did what they do, that would work. We can either market our way there and grow, or we could just buy them. That's what we've kind of talked about. We've worked out which people we want to buy. We've talked about courting them. It takes a while. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know. Agents can help and, and I'm sure you do find businesses through agents and go, yeah, that's actually the right value and the right people great. create. Yep. We've talked about the pro, the purchase, but it feels to me like almost the biggest part of this is the integration on the back end because
1: Most all of those other
0: things are complex, but the integration is the thing that will determine whether it all works or not. Yeah, You can get over whether you've overpaid or underpaid you can trade your way out of that hopefully. Yeah. As long as it wasn't a million miles away. Yeah. But if you get it if, if you completely mess the integration all of your good work falls, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, with, with, without a doubt it's it's easier <coughs> to buy the business than it is then to to run it. And choosing whether you're going to integrate it or keep it in its own silo is really important. Um but then also how you integrate, how you how you present yourself to the new team is super important. Yeah. So the first business we acquired was a really great learning experience because the departing owners didn't tell any of the team. Um, so on day one, they just said, there you go. These guys are now your boss. Well,
0: so you turned up and they went, here are the keys. This is your new boss. Yeah. I bet you that was fun. It caused a lot of instability. As I'm, you can I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, so, so I'm conscious I don't want to disturb the floor here, but for all they knew, there was people in there who saw themselves as the buyer. Potent, potentially, they were never yeah. asked. Yeah, they were never asked. Well, they're never they, going to give when they're all to you, are they? Well, they, they felt hold well, on, oh, no. I thought I was being groomed to buy this place. They felt betrayed. Yeah, of course. Actually, so that <laughs> not trusted. Did. Yeah. So
1: that, that took a lot to, wow. to unravel. Um, and we lost a couple of people uh, quite early on because oh, they could, were just like, imagine, yeah. I've worked here for 20 years, I can't believe he didn't tell me. Um, so that was really important I was round his
0: house yesterday yeah
1: exactly just like that because a
0: lot of small business owners are actually normally quite pally with a couple of people who work
1: there
0: 100% wow right so that was a big lesson so now we really
1: encourage the the businesses that we're looking at to engage with at least their senior team uh, and we encourage them to actually meet us before so they know who they're going to be working with and, and it's actually part of the process
0: do you have trouble persuading sellers to do that because they might have concerns, well, what if our suppliers, customers, what if all of these people find out and it doesn't go ahead, we're, we're weaker <laughs> now somehow than we were. You,
1: Definitely, there's a, there's, I, I
0: haven't found <coughs> an exact formula that makes this
1: work, but you know, at the right time, once everything's pretty much signed, um, we'll then meet people um, and sort of cement that relationship, that
0: new relationship. And there's a way to do that as well you know you wouldn't just pop in and go oh hi there ross yeah, i'm thinking about buying thinking about buying this place do you mind if i just poke around
1: yeah yeah See, to yeah, the
0: receptionist who's yeah. never heard anything yeah you go you got to do that the right way yeah I, I, I presume as part of your due diligence as well then because we talked about the targeting and you know doing the looking in the box part of that is the seller you have to be someone who you think was running a similar kind of business with similar mindset similar goals values who you know will work with you the way you want to work, yeah. And I presume you've walked away from a lot of deals, yeah, which might have worked, but you just weren't getting there with the seller.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm firmly of the opinion that no small business has ever been sold without trust and rapport there. So if they don't like me, they're not going to sell me the business. Not for full value anyway. Yeah,
0: maybe perhaps because you might say, well, they wanted a hundred grand, but yeah. I would agree twenty. I'm not gonna look in the box and you took a punt, but that's not really a solid way to run your business. No, definitely not. Um, So the first meeting for me, actually,
1: I never have an agenda. It's just an intention to find out whether we get on because we we need to be working closely afterwards, you know, in the change piece. And actually, if that first meeting doesn't go very well for either one of us, we just we just agree to discontinue any further yeah. conversations.
0: And, and you mentioned the change piece. Now obviously you're getting to know them during, you, you then have the purchase, it's happened. What, 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 what role does the old owner play in the ongoing business going forward? It's quite normal to say, well, can you stick around for six months, 12 months, depending on how much was reliant on them. Yeah. Have you got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so that change change management, that navigation, really comes down to the complexities of the business, but the purpose of that handover is to get all the knowledge out of their head that perhaps isn't written down, the relationships with suppliers and clients, and hand that over in a smooth fashion. Um, Often it it will be part of the departing owner's responsibility to help onboard their replacement, um, or just to introduce us to the right people, the key players, the stakeholders yeah. in their business. Oh, well, I've got three
0: suppliers, you must keep them happy. I'll get you straight in, we'll explain. I'll let them know I'm still gonna be here. If anything go like, yeah, and that's quite important, isn't it? Hugely important, yeah, because in small
1: businesses, a lot of it is relationship-driven. It is relationship, its relationship
0: is not it, yeah. And you mentioned, well, well, two interesting things there then. So at what, at what at what size would you say that it isn't relationship-based? Because if I was buying, I don't know, Microsoft, I don't know why I said Microsoft, but most customers don't deal with anyone of any note at Microsoft, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they probably don't even know who runs it. They don't know how many management there are there. It, and so is there a point at which,
1: in, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually that's reflected in the value of a company. Yeah. see, it's more valuable if it's less reliant on, One person or one client which kind of goes back to how we got into this in the first
0: place. Well this is the follow-up question which I'll just get out there because the answer is probably going to stray across both but if you saw a business where the person was great the target place the thing they did everything was absolutely perfect but they had basically no internal systems or processes would you still go Okay, we'll do it, or would you? Or do you rely on there being an element of procedural, you know, tidiness?
1: Yeah, good question, and it would depend on our existing businesses. So, if it was, if that was a new standalone business, bearing in mind we're focused on healthcare.
0: So, so if was, you went into a fifth sector? Yeah,
1: a fifth sector that had <coughs> no processes in place, we'd stay well clear.
0: Because you haven't got the experience to bring your processes in. You've exactly. got, you haven't got, you have got anything you can implement. Yeah,
1: but if we were already in that sector and they had you know, great clients or it was a brilliant geographic location and we had what they needed to, to run successfully, we could potentially just bolt that in and it would run. Fairly, you know, fairly seamlessly, I would like to think. Because all you've
0: got then is the people just need to learn the new system. They're used to systems, but they're used to doing things well professionally, but they just need to learn a system. Exactly. Because the more change that you bring in and the quicker you bring, I would imagine that is one of the things that can disrupt the integration, isn't it?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, Which then kind of brings us on to the other part of your question, which is, you know, where where do you find there is less reliance? And typically in the businesses we're looking at, once a business reaches sort of three quarters of a million, a million in revenue, they've generally got a second-tier management, they've generally got some processes in place. Yeah. which makes it Because
0: busy. you can't run that size business. It's hard, isn't it? If, if from your phone. Your head. Yeah, you can't run it from your phone, can you? Yeah. yeah. Okay then. And, and, and you mentioned, um, and this is a thing that I think a lot of people don't realise as well, I'm pretty sure there's been published evidence that if the business owner or, or, or the senior ownership of a business knows the name of their customers, the business is less valuable. And people you know, well, that doesn't make any sense. I thought people, bought, people do buy from people. But if it's you and you go, and you take those relationships, that diminishes your value, doesn't it?
1: A hundred percent, yeah. So one of the most powerful things. Someone do you mean?
0: Do. do you mean absolutely not by a hundred percent? Yeah, no, if you know the name of any of your customers, it's worthless. It's worthless. It's a hundred percent discount. You were yeah. dead.
1: You were dead right in that, in yeah. that assumption. Yeah, not. No, no, that would val- be great, though.
0: We, yeah. We'll value accuracy on this podcast. For yeah. uh, you know, we don't make sweeping statement statements ever.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a zero value valuation. Yeah. Um, but what, yeah, one of the most powerful things you can do to maximise the value of your company is extricate yourself as the owner. So if you if it's not relying on you, that is uh, a real powerful driver when you're looking at valuation.
0: I mean, you can tell if a business is ready for sale if you can not go in for a month and it doesn't blow up and fall down. Exactly. Then you, you you've you've gone far enough, haven't you? It, it, because you need it. So when you're working. If you've got business on your mind, you're working on the strategy, the direction. That's if if you're at that point and you're not in, you're not hands on, you're not emptying the warehouse, you're not you know servicing the forklift or whatever it is. Then then the new team is going to take over that strategy bit. You don't want to come in and start doing your job, do they? Yeah. Because you're not looking exactly. to buy a job, are you? You're buying a business. Yeah. You, uh, so you've a got business to think, What are you be. selling? Are you selling a job or selling a business? Exactly. But a business should be
1: a an asset yeah you don't want to buy yeah you don't want to buy a job you want something that actually boosts what you're trying to achieve in your in your main business
0: yeah ross we normally at this stage i think we're probably about half an hour in now we we normally i say that we finish by asking you one question but normally start to that conversation point What, what what's the biggest mistake people make in this area or what's the what's the easiest thing for people to change if they don't go on this road? Uh,
1: The biggest mistake is they don't think they can do it. They don't think it's appropriate for a small business.
0: It's interesting. So they're not making the mistake in doing it. It's the choice not to consider it. That's the biggest mistake.
1: Definitely. People think, and I know because I was there, I was the small business owner, or the accidental business owner that started a business because of passion. It grew, but I never considered acquisition was a way to grow. And actually it does happen in small businesses. Uh, you can get scale and grow, it doesn't have to be just for large companies.
0: How, how do you find, because, because there might be people saying oh, that was alright Ross, but you said you had 30 people. That, that's small, but it's 30 bigger than me. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and they might, oh, yeah yeah, but you know if you had 30 people you must have been doing alright, you must have been making money, you said we were doing alright. So you got the finance much easier, I mean it's worth saying here that you need to find some money to do this, don't you? Uh,
1: you do. You,
0: you... Obviously, you can borrow money. You? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so kind of do. This isn't a zero cost thing, though, is it? You not It could be. So,
1: for instance, a great example of that would be a merger. You know, in a merger, two companies come together. and zero money changes hands.
0: If you're, yeah, and you the combined is worth more than the, yeah. Yeah. So two plus two doesn't equal four; it equals five because yeah. you've got the. the you get synergies. it right. You yeah, get it exactly. wrong; it's three but yeah yes, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah right. But that's yeah. a great example it so yeah sorry cost money. yeah, yeah merger um, isn't that you may have still got to look in the boxes so you gotta do all of the same things yeah and it's even more important that you get along because you're going into business with the owner yeah not transitioning them out yeah exactly
1: and, and the other thing to consider because people do often discount it because of the finances involved if you think about buying a house you don't have to have 100% of the, your money because course, there's yeah. things called mortgages. Yeah, yeah. Um, now when you buy a business, it's different again because you don't need all of the money on day one. Typically people wouldn't expect that. It might be 50 or 70% on day one. So now your mortgage or your facility is actually, even. you need even less yeah. to get it over the line.
0: Be, and, 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 yeah, so, so 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 I think there's two bits to kind of break down there then. So someone might say I want half the money up front and I want a quarter of the money in a year if it's still going alright and a quarter a year later. Yep. So straight off, you've actually got 24 months to find the money. It's worth bearing in mind that if you're buying a successful business, it hopefully generates the money for the second and third payment. Exactly. It may not, but it certainly it goes towards, yep. that's the plan. And even on the 50% you have to find to put-down, you don't have to have all of that as cash. The bank will normally say, "Well, if you put, you know, a third of that down or twenty percent or whatever, then we'll give you the balance." Yeah, a bit like you would a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. But you're only mortgaging against the first payment, aren't you? On a business? Yeah. So your deposit actually
1: is much much smaller <coughs> than you might imagine. Yeah. So you know you might be able to buy a business doing you know seven figures or, or eight figures, and actually the deposit you need is a lot smaller than you might think.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, Ross, that's been fantastic. Thank you very much. And we really do appreciate you making the time to come in. i loved it. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, Ross will be tagged within the comments and in the the post. So reach out. I'm sure you'll happily expand. And he's always looking for good businesses in the medical sector. So there you go. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thanks, Martin.